Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you decided to tune in today. Uh, today's episode is all on church mergers, and it's entirely appropriate that we're talking about today's sponsor as well, which is this book that I want you to pick up for your leadership team. It's called Liquid Church. It's written by my good friends, uh, Pastor Tim Lucas and Dr. Warren Bird. Uh, these are incredible leaders, and I've had a chance to journey with them up close, and been actually a part of this story. Uh, and in this book, Liquid Church is really teaching for a leadership goal. You'll learn not only about their secret sauce of communication, but you'll also learn about how to increase generosity and evangelism in your church, how to raise up high-capacity volunteer leaders and staff who literally are sitting in your seats today. In addition to what's going on at Liquid Church, it gives profiles of over 30 leading-edge churches who are making waves with cutting-edge ministry uh, in all kinds of ways and really helping to saturate their... It's really all designed to help you saturate your city with the message of Christ. Listen, what I want you to do is I want to encourage you to take your staff, church board, small group through Liquid Church. This is the time of year you can pick up copies and have them ready, available, sitting on your desk in the new year. And then you turn around and I give them to them and say, hey, let's read this book together over the next two months and then let's talk about it. And they've provided all kinds of resources at liquidchurchbook.com to help you with that. There's a 52-page small groups guide and a and downloadable curriculum that you could use with your groups or congregation or teams. There's chapter-by-chapter videos you could use in your training, all kinds of free resources. It's all there, ready to go for you to pick up today. Just go to liquidchurchbook.com to pick up your copy and download the free bonus content today. All right, let's join in with today's conversation. Let's go. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Hey friends, welcome to today's episode. It's a solo episode. I'm traveling uh, over the last couple days and uh, unfortunately Vanessa and I couldn't get our schedules lined up, but I'm super excited for today's conversation. We're talking about church mergers. Is your church considering a merge? You know, are you a multi-site church that's thinking about helping another church through a merger by adding a, and adding a campus at the same time? Are you part of a struggling church that's looking at potentially merging with another church in your community? You know, over the last 10 years, church mergers have really have heated up and have become a palatable topic of discussion. And but what used to be taboo subject, the kind of thing we didn't talk about, really becomes uh, kind of a key part of conversation that I'm in all the time. In fact, often when I'm out coaching, consulting on the weekends, talking with churches, uh, I often find myself in conversations. And in fact, a recent study showed, and there's a link in the show notes all about this, uh, that one third of all multi-site campuses exist today uh, because of a merger. There they really are a significant piece of the puzzle in the campus expansion deal. So how do you know if merging is the right step for your church? How do you know if this really is where you should be going as you know, in, in in your church, you know, during my own ministry career, I've played the role of facilitating two mergers with churches that joined us to become campuses. And each of these, you know, they were amazing experiences. They were really, I would say, some of the highlights of my ministry career over the last 10 years or so. Uh, but they really are an incredible, um, you know, kind of incredibly dicey to walk your way through, to follow your way through, to do well, to ensure that you um, you know, that it's great both for you as the lead church, but then also for the joining church. You know, I think there's something that went, uh, and a heart transformation that went on in my own life with those churches where I had to get to the point where I was willing to do whatever it took to see this church succeed, the church that was joining us, the incoming church. Really, I got to, had to get to the point where I had to see that, hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes cause, just because I kind of had fallen in love so much with the leadership term, the team. But then, you know, on the flip side, there 
is a real sense that the joining churches had to get to the point where they realized that in order to reach uh, new people, in order to reach the community that they had been put in, to do something that they had never done before, a type of death of their original church was was really required. There was going to come a time where really they needed to die and then be, be reborn. That's why I really think this idea Rather than merger language, I really think this idea of rebirth language is the best language for them. There is a palatable sense of resurrection that needs to take place in the life of a church to experience the new life that's on the other side of one of these rebirths or one of these mergers. You know, I have been excited to see this up front and, you know, in the two mergers that I've been a part of personally, you know, they've ended up being a 20x return on attendance new life through baptisms, kids in a church that hadn't been there for years, and all kinds of amazing things. But in today's articles, I want to talk to you about five ways that your, or five warning signs, sorry, five warning signs that your church, frankly, should not merge. If these things are happening in your church, it should be a massive warning sign. It should be the kind of thing you don't move forward on. All right, first, too far away. The greatest success factor in the health of a merge is the leads team ability to invest a large and healthy volunteer core in order to breathe life into the joining church. So let me just say that again, the most, the most successful, the kind of the, these things that work well, uh, what we're seeing time and again is the churches that are doing it well have been able to inject really a large and healthy core of volunteers at the merge that really ultimately drive the campus to be successful. And so one of the problems is um, if a church is atrophied and dying and they're too far away, you're going to be unable um, to do to really move enough people to that new location. If, if they're so far away, you're not going to have enough people from your church to go and inject life into this. If the distance between the two communities is too great, you won't be able to ensure a solid group of volunteers can serve in that community well in the days ahead. Measure the distance between the locations and plot your volunteers on a map. We've talked about that in the past at Unseminary. And see how many volunteers you think you could get to the new location. Let the data determine whether you have an existing community that could be a part of the newly merged campus. All right, so number one, too far away. Number two, a culture misfit. Uh, This is a big deal. You know, it all comes down to the culture and vision of a church. Oftentimes, I find myself in these conversations and really what we want to do is not get caught up in the weeds. We, if, if we get caught up in the details of the merge, if, if we get caught up in, in the minutia of the detail, we have lost the day. Uh, What is your, is God calling your church to do? What is, what is it that you believe that God is, is calling your church to be? How is it that you are are supposed to be leading in this environment. Your conversations need to be united around what the mission of the church is called to and then focused on whatever it takes to make that happen. If you can't, uh, as a a lead church, articulate that, you shouldn't be merging. But even more uh, importantly, as a joining church, if you can't get your head around the mission, if you can't get your head, in fact, fired up and excited about closing down what you're doing to follow that mission the merge will not be doomed. Will be doomed from the beginning. It will not uh, succeed. It will, it will. You'll fail to do this healthily. Uh, we would love to merge with other churches that have similar convictions but have lost their way 
and we don't, and, and in their recent history, you know, have been unable to see that church really, uh, you know, make a, a commitment to, to uh, you know, kind of community impact because of that. We have got to stay strongly aligned on mission. And so I would say that when you're communicating with other churches on either side of the question, really you need to start with and stay with this whole idea of mission alignment. Talk to me about the mission and culture of the church. If there is not strong alignment on those areas, you will face problems long term. Okay, number three, a large financial debt load. More than often, financial troubles become the straw that breaks the camel's back as the church uh, contemplates closing its doors. So oftentimes what we're seeing is uh, financial commitments, maybe mortgages, maybe repairs, maybe problems with the building that ultimately are breaking the, the, fi- the financial back of the church. And the question for you as a lead church, as churches talk to you, is where are um, you know the finances of this existing church? Where, what do they look like? And and are you able to meet those financial obligations? Listen, straight up, if you are assuming the debt in the form of a merger or other long-term commitments, you need to consider whether very carefully, you need to very carefully consider whether your church can carry that load. We want to ensure that financial institutions and other people that have lent to the church uh, that are expecting to be repaid are actually get repaid so that your church can move forward. Don't just blow past or ignore, ignore the financial entanglements that are about to happen with this merger. Look very, very carefully at that side of the equation. Look, look deeply into what those, those requirements could be because we want to make sure that the, the kingdom of Christ is well represented in the financial world and, and we want to make sure that those debts are repaid. And, and frankly, a financial entanglement or an inability to repay those debts would be a reason to walk away from a merge. There are times where, <clears throat> frankly, churches will not be able to go forward because they've taken on too much debt, and it may actually require the church to close, to completely dissolve, um, and for the asset to be sold off because that was the arrangement that was made when um, you know when the church made the debt in the first place. All right, uh, next point. So we've got first couple of points. We've got too far away. We've got a culture misfit. We've got a large financial debt load. Next one, mutual state of de- decline. There used to be a type of merger, church merger, where two struggling churches would pool their resources together to try to bounce back and have influence. This is not a particularly promising idea. Two organizations that are unclear on how to impact their community, raise with acquired financial resources, release volunteers, or develop leaders won't get better at those things when they come together. Can I be just clear on that? Let me repeat that one more time. Two churches that are unclear on how to impact their community, uh, raise the financial resources that are required, release volunteers, or develop leaders uh, won't get better at those things just when they come together. If your church is looking at joining another church's a church, avoid a church that appears to be in decline. Combining two churches that are struggling will not somehow magically make those those uh, you know churches produce uh, you know better results. They some, it will not make them magically somehow better. Unless there's a change in the trajectory of where the church is going, it won't be able to improve uh, what God has called it to do. All right, uh, next one, last one here. It is just an asset acquisition. So the final warning sign that you shouldn't merge is if you're the lead church and you're considering mergers and your primary reason or primary focus for doing is to acquire assets that can help your church's balance sheet, please don't merge with other churches. Now, I don't run into this a lot, but I see some of it floating out there. 
where, um, frankly, growing churches are looking at other churches that are in decline and saying, hey, there's an opportunity for us to acquire a million-dollar asset that they, frankly, can't manage anymore. Let us take it over. There's a high level of hard work that needs to be done in order to honor the generation that is passing this asset onto your church. If you think that these churches are, are just buildings that you can slap your brand on, you are mistaken. These churches have been in their communities for years, even decades. And you have the privilege of joining with another church in order to see amazing things happen in the community. Of course, there's an asset transfer. And of course, this can, this can have a positive outcome on the balance sheet of your church and you know, on financially for your church. However, it's, if that's all you're thinking about as a lead church, I would caution you before moving forward. There's just frankly too much work. Similar, if you're joining church and all you see is a building, you're missing the opportunity to see people uh, join this new venture and see amazing things happen. I would le- love to see church leaders who have joined um, you know, with lead churches become reactivated, re-energized, reinvigorated uh, in their leadership and service and re-engaged uh, with what is God is called to do in your community. Look at this as a positive way to see your people get plugged in and get connected. Listen, if you want more help to think about mergers, go to the um, the uh, notes that are in this particular, uh, you know, for this, the sort of the um, broadcast notes, scroll down to the bottom of your phone. You can click on there. There's a link to click and there's two things. One is an interview with Christy Rudder. Uh, she's, although has passed, uh, I interviewed her years ago. And to me, she was really the leading voice from the lead church side of the equation, uh, engaging with churches. I really love what she had to say. I'm honored that we got to capture her interview uh, so listen to that. And there's also a PDF download from our friends at Portable Church Industries on what every multi-site church should know, uh, you know in the merger conversation. It, it really is a fantastic resource. I think it was super helpful for you. Click on those, download those, reach out, let us know if we can help you in any way. Listen, friends, I know Christmas is upon us. Thank you so much for what you're doing to move the mission forward. Please let us know if there's anything we can do uh, to help you here at Unsettled. Thanks.